All right, welcome to the MindWorks podcast with Dre and Kev. Today we have a special guest. This is Amaya. She's, hey guys. She's part of uh, the Gays Against Groomers chapter of New York. Yup. And uh, today yep. we have her as a guest. Yep. This is rep what it, it is. Rep it. Represent rep it. Represent it. <laughs> so basically, today we're going to talk a lot about Gays Against Groomers. And I just want, uh, Amaya, if you could just introduce yourself to the audience and let them know about yourself and what's the uh, goal with uh, Gays Against Groomers. All right, guys. So I'm Amaya. I'm 26. I'm from New York originally. Lived in Florida for a bit. Came back. Um, but I'm a bisexual woman who found this group on Instagram just one day, really, um, in my activist travels. And Gays Against Groomers is just a group of LGBT, so lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans people who are just fed up with the current indoctrination, sexualization, and medicalization of children. We oppose drag queen story hour, the sh- the, all the shows that they have, all the indoctrination in schools from gender theory to media, and the medicalization under the guise of you know trans inclusion. We oppose all all. And we just want to bring some common sense back to um, the community, just wake everyone up a little bit. Common sense, huh? That's common a, sense. That's a big one. <laughs> so in, 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 in terms of common sense, is it like, what, what, what is common sense like what, in, in the community? What do you mean by that? I mean, like, well, I feel every community has lines, right? We may mm-hmm. not, all communities are different, cultures, whatever, be it sexuality, but we have the line of children. We don't cross. We don't mess with children. We don't, nothing with kids, be it their sexuality, be it their beliefs. We let kids be. And for some reason, recently, we just figured that's not working for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand personally why that happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah me, me neither. I mean, like, you know, I so basically I'm, I'm a mental health counselor, as all of you know. So basically, like I'm in the field as a mental health counselor. I've been counseling, uh, you know, kids with identity issues and things like that. So one of the biggest things in the mental health field that I've been noticing is an increase in kids having issues with their identities. And, you know, a lot of times when I work with uh, kids that are like questioning their identity, you know, I always go, I always ask the question to the parents, actually, like how much time is your child spending on the screens? <laughs> so like, and, and, and it, it never <laughs> fails. It never fails. I get an answer like, oh, they have like TikTok, they have Instagram and they're only like 12, 13 years old. So it's kind of like, you know, and it's interesting because you see a lot of laws being passed that talk about like, you know, sort of banning uh, social media for kids under the age of 16 and stuff. And there's been reports under the American uh, Academy of Pediatrics and things like that that recommend that. Like, kids under the age of 16 shouldn't be, like, on social media. Why is that? Well, it's because it has an effect on their identity development. And then when you're getting propagated by all these type of things saying, like, oh, you know, maybe if you feel, like, feminine to a boy, like, if you're a boy and you feel feminine, you might actually be a girl. Save the femboys. Yes, and that's one of these things right here, <laughs> yeah, right? Save yeah, the, the femboys. femboys. And the tomboys. And the tomboys. And Correct. the tomboys, because especially them. It, mm-hmm. if, I don't know if you see that um, statistic or just see it happen, mm-hmm. if it's girls that if you're seeing it from, but it's a lot of girls that are going through this gender dysmorphia mm. um, or at least you know sub- subjugated to it and thinking they have it based off of what they see on the internet. And for me, it's like, Girls naturally, as teenagers, have some form of dysmorphia. Like, don't no matter what, you body just dysmorphia. aren't feeling comfortable in your body when you're in puberty. I'm sure it's same thing for men. Right. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. So it's for me a special type of evil to tell them because they may be having both a masculine period or awkward period that 
oh, suddenly that means you must be a man instead of like just a masculine woman. And that's okay. That's beautiful. That's your femininity. Mm -hmm. But the moment we tell them that, they're like, oh, that's the solution. It's not a solution, girl. Like, that's just who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And that goes straight into the topic of like gender affirming care, right? I mean, like my my like opinions about gender affirming care as a mental health professional is I don't really agree with that. Like, I don't agree with telling somebody if a child were to come to me, a nine, 10 year old was going to come up to me and say, hey, Dre, like, you know, I've been feeling like, uh, you know, like a a woman lately, but I'm a boy and I'm confused and stuff like that. I would tell the boy, like, I wouldn't affirm that. I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, your confusion means that you are a girl. I would say your confusion probably means something else. Maybe it's a coping mechanism. Maybe there's something going on at home. What's going on between your parents? I will explore. I'll vet. You know, and I think as mental mental health professionals, that's what we're supposed to do. But I've seen literally people's uh, like therapists, their 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 um their commercials, their 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 pages saying like, oh, I write uh, gender affirming care letters on the first visit. Mm. Yeah. Do you know how many stories I've heard, even personally? friends who yeah like i you know i know people who've gotten one appointment and gotten hormones after that one therapist appointment one one thing and they just got written i'm just like that's wild this is the only mental disorder because gender dysphoria is a mental disorder that we affirm we don't do this with anorexia bulimia you don't say that Mm. that oh you know what you actually you're a little fat maybe you should be losing this weight we don't ever do that we don't Mm. do that because we know that could kill them but mm. when it comes to gender, all of a sudden it means something. Like, because we don't want to investigate the possibility of other things. There could be so much going on. And kids are exposed to a lot right now. Yeah. So my question, um, I don't know if gays against groomers or just your own personal take. At what age is it appropriate to start having these conversations and start having, you know, you attend drag shows and all that good stuff? What's the age that you guys promote? Well, for me, or our or go group in general we believe drag queens and drag shows are 18 plus at least mm. you know at least i know in new york to get into a club at best you have to be at least 21 some mm. clubs are maybe 18 um but if, at 18 if you're willing you know to give your life in the military i think you can make the decision for yourself um but it's anything under 18 i don't think a child can fathom what they're seeing or under you know like and on top of that even as 18 I believe in informed consent. I believe in you telling this person everything that could happen to them, positive, negative, with correct care. And I don't believe the medical industry is doing that personally. But 18, I feel like, you know, as and every parent has their own, you know, thing. Do you feel like any of this, I guess, movements is political as well? They're making it political, and it's a sad thing because it shouldn't be. I thought that this was just the one thing the left and the right could be like, oh, wait, hold on. This may be it. This may be like the (laughs) same. For a second, I thought it would maybe the saving grace for us coming together. And boy, oh, boy, did I not see them turn it around and say, oh, you just hate kids like because you want to protect them from permanent. Do you think if Trump was in office, this would still be happening? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think this would even be a conversation. We would, I, you know, I yeah. wouldn't be. I don't think he would allow it. Yeah, I, I don't think a per- president with common sense would be allowing that. But. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, yeah, it does seem like a lot of politics is involved in it nowadays. It does seem like it's a very progressive like thing to do. I mean, like it seems like the progression of this is like, yeah, like because I guess that's what progressiveness is all about, right? It's like change and and differences and accepting it all and being extremely inclusive to the point where it's like 
Where do you draw the line? Yeah, where's the line? Like, that's for me. What, how, where's the inclusion line? Wait, okay, so kids can decide to see Drag Queen Story Hour and be a drag queen. Okay. So kids can decide medicalization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then what can, other things can they consent to in yeah. your mind? Is it sex and X with adults? Like, and it's a fair question to ask mm-hmm. because consent means a lot. If, it can, if you can consent to hormones, you can consent to a lot with your body. Yeah. And that's my concern. Yeah. And it's like, it's so when it becomes political, it becomes like a big thing, right? Like even in schools, like public schools, right? And like public schools are becoming, I feel like public schools are becoming more like uh, accepting of that, like to put like pride flags and to talk about the gender ideologies and things like that. How do you feel that can like, what, what can that do to a kid? Do you think like a, like, let's say like a, a third grader or fourth grader, what can that do to a child at that age to start learning about gender ideology? It can shape you. It can. I believe that in any ideology, be it religion. This. That's why we don't sit down and learn the Quran in yeah. fifth grade, or we don't sit down and learn the Bible because we've all decided that that's for when you're at home, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you know, you could pray at lunch if you want, but there's no prayer for teachers. We don't allow that. But all of a sudden, we have this whole new gender ideology and queer theory that's just a theory being taught. <laughs> And it's suddenly being taught like it's science, like it's actual fact, like it's something a kid has to learn or they won't function as an adult. And it's like, this is a theory. This isn't even backed by anything. So I believe if, yeah, if you're a parent and you want to, I don't know why you would want to, but if you want to teach your kid that, that's your business on your time. The moment you make it, oh, I have to learn this to complete a grade, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like gender theory, talking about that, where did that come from? Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, gender theory came from the 1960s from a guy named John Money, who was actually a psychologist slash sexologist. And basically he did like a study on the Rayner twins that basically um, this one of the twins was born with a deformed penis or whatever the case is and told the parents like we can make him become a girl. And basically they the parents groomed them into becoming like more of a girl. And John Money actually did some research studies on those twins where he actually made the twins like at, perform like pretend sexual acts on each other at a very young age, like a very unethical. And so this is where gender theory comes from. Like that's where it was born from, from a man who made two kids pedophile. play with each other. <laughs> very pedophilic. But if you obviously look up John Money, people are going to say, you know, those are just... Um, assumptions that he was a pedophile <laughs> you so, gave me a look like when you yeah. make an experiment with two kids that's not dry humping each other and didn't they kill themselves yeah rainer the twin the one that was supposed to be a woman ended up committing suicide later in his life wow. so this is where gender theory is born from so i mean like when it comes to being like non-binary and considering the gender binary and gender you know ideology and stuff like that this is where it all came from and that's and if you as an individual flow with that gender ideology, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're contributing to like that kind of in a way, you know? So it's kind of like crazy that like people are like, you know, obsessed with this idea of gender ideology and stuff like that. It's become a cult. Yeah. What, what is your take on gender non-binary and things like that? Like, what do you, what do you feel about that? I feel like it's become a cult. I per- mm-hmm. My personal opinion mm-hmm. is that I feel like it's become a cult. I feel like things... Mm-hmm. I feel like people who were lost and may have not found connection with certain groups in college and life in general have grasped onto this idea that because they may not feel feminine enough as a woman or masculine enough or even too masculine as a woman, you just don't feel like how you should be suddenly means that you're neither or you're both or it's just 
people who are lost kind of gravitated towards it and it became a belief system and it's a belief system it's not this is not fact your it's your personality you can be a masculine woman and that's literally your personality feminine man personality so there's some trauma bonding going some on. trauma bonding it's like oh my gosh like i was bullied for not being perfect and so, like yeah everyone was bullied like that's the point like and we we got you know we got help we healed mm-hmm. and we didn't grasp on to this mm-hmm. idea that that means we're different yeah, it's like, it's like kind of like to avoid bullying is like avoiding challenges in life, which just leaves you in, in a sense of living in some sort of like delusional comfort or something. And like, I think like um, when it comes to the gender ideology, gender is actually like a human construct. It's not like a um, an objective fact, like 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 gravity is kind of like an objective scientific reality. Sex is like an objective scientific reality. Gender is like a human made up construct. So it's like we can we can go ahead and as humans create as many constructs as we want that make no sense and serve no benefit to our survival and run with it if we choose to if we really chose to it's a human construct at the end of the day gender gender ideology and gender norms and gender stuff like that it's like what other animal you know has sort of like a gender ideology you know it was interesting because my brother actually like tried to like convince me that uh, animals can be transgender he said that bears can be transgender. <laughs> now, if you want to talk Yo, about your brothers be wild, want to talk about frogs? Oh, your brothers be wild. Oh, my brothers be wild. Brothers be wild. Tell you that you brothers. He said that bears can be transgender. So I'm like, so they can like put on lipstick and like wear a wig. So they can and, really be a male bear but feel like a female bear. Yeah, or act like. I mean, okay, you can maybe like a male bear can probably act like a female bear, yeah, but they don't. Socially. Not in their head, they're not telling themselves I'm transgender. No, like, that's not how a bear processes information. So you have people that are going to get to the extreme point of progressivism and applying human construct to animal-like behavior. No, but they do that already. Yeah, they do they that. Already, I mean, I identify as, people identify as furries. Like, they already... They, furries. Fur, isn't it fairies? Furries and furries. fairies and, 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 and demi-fairies and whatever. And like. And I'm just like... I, I remember when having multiple personalities was multiple personality disorder. Like, I, I remember when it was considered... Okay, maybe you're like something's a little weird. Why you, you know? But no, we have to accept everything because, in the name of inclusion, meanwhile, you have to separate everyone mm-hmm. into different sections because how you want to be inclusive, but you want to separate people. Like, yeah. just be yourself. And I think we should talk <laughs> a little bit more about inclusivity and mm-hmm. the idea of like differences between being prejudiced, having preferences, and having like phobia towards things, right? There's mm-hmm. a difference, right? I mean, people are going to have preferences, just like a mental health counselor. If somebody comes to me and they request a POC, a therapist, a person of color, does, do I suddenly label that person as racist? Or do I say, that's just your preference? Like, your preference. you prefer somebody, a person of color, because that probably makes you feel more comfortable when you talk to a therapist, right? So let's talk about, like, the idea of having, like, I don't know, like, uh, you have a child, and then you have these drag shows going on, drag story time and things like that. It's not that, like, you are racist or prejudiced or, or like phobic against drag queens or whatever. You just have a preference. Like you don't I, want your child to uh, have a story read to them by a drag queen because that's your preference. And that's okay. It doesn't make okay. you. I think we have to get to the point of understanding and telling people that it's not prejudice to have a preference. Because if you make that a problem, everyone's going to be Then prejudiced. every opinion's a problem. Every opinion's going to be prejudiced, racist, <laughs> or a bigot, or whatever the case is, right? And like people don't really understand that. And I think people need to become more educated on that because that is a big deal. It's like if, like, you know, personally me, like, I, I have a child, right? I have a four-year-old. So I wouldn't want my 
um, four-year-old to uh, have a, 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 you know, I, don't, I would prefer not to have a teacher that's trans. That's just my preference. I have nothing against trans people. Like, I love trans people. Trans people deserve their rights. They deserve everything. They deserve to live. You know, they deserve their freedom. All of it. But <laughs> I just don't, that's just my preference, though, as a person. Like, I'm not prejudiced against trans people just because I have a preference of the type of teacher I want my child to have. I mean, that's just like, I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't think it's wrong. I think people forgot that it's okay to have preferences. And I think the moment you convince people that they can't, it's like, okay, are you just trying to control people? Because yeah. now what they're doing, I don't know if you're aware of it, but they're telling, well, they, I should say, trans, some trans individuals, be it trans men or trans women, are telling, for example, trans men um, or, let's, you know, biological females are telling mm -hmm. men, gay men, that they're, homophobic and transphobic if they don't want to be with them. Your trans women are telling lesbians now that you're homophobic and you're self-hating if you don't want to be with me. Wow. But I remember trying telling a lesbian that they have to physically be attracted to a, ma a biological man was seen as like homophobic. That's like that's actually homophobic to try to convince someone that you are supposed to be a part of that. That's and crazy. yeah, like and now you're just you're attacking your own community and they don't understand that like a preference of me not wanting to be with someone based off of their physical stuff they have in your pants. It's not wrong. Same thing with not wanting trans teacher. Yeah. I mean, like, I think like with the LGBT community, right? Like, I'm sorry, but like I think like LGB is a little different from the T. Like, I don't know. Personally, I just feel like th there's there's a big difference there because like LGB is like more based on like sexuality. Trans is more based on an identity. You know, so it's like you group them up together because you're trying to have each other's backs, I guess, to some to some extent or like yes. trying to like, you know, just like include these individuals because of whatever reason. They're just part of the community. But that makes it harder for people to like like if I have this preference of like having a, a, a straight uh, like whatever, like a teacher. I don't even care if the teacher's gay, to be honest with you. I just don't want like I wouldn't want my son to see a man coming in dressed as a woman because what's that going to teach my son? Like the, the, the opposite of the values I'm raising him with. You know, and that, that's like, that's like just my preference. Like, I don't have nothing. Like, I believe trans, trans people should be teachers. I think they should be governors, lawyers, whatever the case is. That's Live your I, life. That, that was the idea of inclusion in the first place. We yeah. were trying to all assimilate to yeah. normal culture. We weren't trying to separate. And that was exactly. the like, original I, goal. Like, exactly. Like, be, be who you want to be. Yeah. be. Have your identity. But don't push that onto my kids in some ways, even indirectly or implicitly. Because that's what can happen. And it can, like, imagine a, a five-year-old going, a five, six, seven, eight-year-old going to school every day with, the, with a man dressed as a woman every day, seeing that. You know, teachers don't just serve as, like, teachers. They serve as role models. They serve as, like, uh, caregivers. Therapists. They serve as therapists. They serve as counselors. Mm -hmm. Teachers are so underappreciated. But, like, they, they do a lot more than what we think they do. They're not just teachers. Teachers aren't just teachers. So, like, for me to, like, if I want my child to be raised a certain way and, like, you know, with my values and things like that, my beliefs, I, I just wouldn't prefer that. And that then then I'm going to obviously after this probably be called transphobic or, or homophobic you know or a bigot. Why do I want your kids around that? Yeah, like, why do you want? Because like I have values. values. I have values. I have preferences. I have beliefs. I, I just, you know, that's the Same way me. they're not running to a Catholic church to have their kid be taught in a catholic school Either like we all have opinions and we all have the right to choose that's why exactly we wanted rights in the first place so if you don't want to bring your kid to a catholic church and raise yeah, them up to by be all Christian means no catholic, one is telling you gotta do that yeah but like why do like, i gotta like I'm why gonna, do i yeah i'm not gonna call you like a, a, a hater of catholic catholicism or, or christianity i'm not gonna call you a hater i'm yeah. not gonna hate you i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be like i understand 
as a human, you have preferences and that's your preferences. Those are your values. Those are your beliefs. If you want to go ahead and bring your child to a drag story time reading hour or whatever, by all means, go ahead. You're free to do that. But you, you got to understand kind of like the consequences that can occur from that. And if you're okay with those consequences, go ahead. It's perfectly fine on you. You're the parent. You do exactly. what you want. That's your preference, right? Yep. So, <laughs> yep. Speak on it. Speak on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. What so do you, you got to say, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, we, we just, we got back from Jackson Heights, right? Where there was a yep. little thing happening over there. A little cute drag queen story hour that they had. You want to kind of explain what was happening over there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so there's a drag. Okay. So I don't know if obviously all viewers aren't from New York, but in New York, we fund drag queen story hours i don't think we do it in manhattan anymore but we do it in the boroughs and queens is really big on it right now currently um i talked to a member from another group um i feel like it's guardian guardians of divinity that's what mm -hmm. it's called they um you know introduced gays against groomers to this protest and the fact that they've done about eight to nine protests against drag queen story hours so this one's at um at queen's library in jackson heights and we went up there just to protest against it. Meanwhile, there's a counter-protester group that, that follows the same group and has been doing it the entire time, posted up on the side of the library, you know, mm. protesting for it. And I, and it was this, like, twilight zone for, <laughs> for a little Guardians bit. of the Divinity? They, yeah. they, they separated, kind of, into like, for it and against it? No. Oh. Um, no, Guardians of the Divinity was protesting on our side, uh -huh. and... Um, the counter-protester group, I don't know what they're called. Mm -hmm. I peeped their page. Someone sent me their information. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole playbook of what to do during protest, how to deal with us. Like, mm -hmm. we're the ones, you know, coming over to their side to hurt them. And, you know, we're the problem. We're trying to hurt children. And, like, they painted it that way. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, guys, you guys are trying to, like... So when I was interviewing everyone, everyone was like, all, like on 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 your side, everybody was very like friendly and very like you know a, a affirmative kind of in some ways, and like just like they just didn't support the whole idea of a man dressed as a woman and reading a kid you know kids books and things like that. That I mean, was it. That was, <laughs> that was it. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> That's I, I, I asked about opinions on like you know trans teachers. I asked opinions about like all these type of things, and everyone was just like, no, that's fine. Like we just the kids. It's all about the kids. At the end of the day, that's all it's really all about is the kids, and that's what we're concerned about is how they're being raised, how it confuses them, their gender ideology. It was it was a on on the side of you guys. You guys were more friendly than the side that they were on. We went on the other side. I don't know if you peeped that. I peeped it. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> we went on the other side. Uh, Kev. <laughs> Just crazy. How was the other side? It was tight. It was tense. It was more like tense. We got looked at a couple we, of times. I, got, I didn't bring my LGBTQ shirt, so I don't think I was accepted dang, over there. And dang. yeah, we got we got interrogated. We got interrogated. Somebody came up to us and they were like, "Oh, where are you guys from? Are you guys from the media?" And we're like, "No, nah, we're we're just here. Uh, you know, I have a podcast. We're just interviewing people." And then the lady was like, so "What's your podcast?" And I'm just like, "Well, uh, you know, I don't want to give you that information. You make me feel mad, uncomfortable. The way you're asking, you're asking like as if like if I give you my podcast, you're gonna like start like bashing me or something. Like, what's wrong with you? You know? So like right away, we only stayed there for like what like 20 minutes. Yeah. We was in there. We was getting eyeball looked down and right. Dre, Everyone Dre was covering their face smoke. too. Nobody was that, covering their face. Every yeah. person on that side, at least. 25 to 50 percent of them were face covered we're face none covered. of us none had of our no, face yeah. covered i was sure. like i'm about it like i'll show you my I, like, my name like i have nothing to hide i'm not here trying to attack anybody like that's that's such an that, interesting thing that's such an interesting, interesting. thing to point out like why are you covering your face if you're, you're on the right side if you're, if you're the, right, the side. right side and why are they 
face all face everywhere, no mask, nothing. Like it, you can watch the videos. Like we 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 recorded the whole thing. Like you're gonna see it. Like nobody was covering their face. Everybody was just like you know. Everyone was so nice and friendly. Like it wasn't like. You know they're not bad people. Like we're, no one was bad. Nobody was bad. I felt more attacked on the other side, the ones that were protesting for the groom for for the drag queen story hour. I felt more like uncomfortable there. Yeah, like I, I really did. Yeah, the vibe. How did you feel? Did you feel a certain vibe? It was there? tense. I wanted a little bit of smoke. Dre didn't want the smoke. I was ready for the smoke. Oh, like, Dre didn't want the smoke, so we kind of just walked away from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just feeling because we were being eyed. Like this one lady, she was just looking at us like yeah. our eye eyeing us left nah. and right like she saw us on the other side at first then when we came she was like eyeballing us and this other lady came up to us like where are you guys from like like yeah, we're like, yeah, chill. <laughs> like it's chill funny because i was the first one there just because i was i everyone kind of staggered in uh -huh. um within the 30 minutes and i was they just were all pulled out their phones as soon as they saw me like what's your name and i'm just like yo what like i like you're hiding behind a mask you're mm -hmm. asking me my name and you're on camera I'm like honestly confused because if you were really trying to like be a danger to me, you wouldn't be hiding. And if you're actually on the right side, you wouldn't be hiding. So like, yeah. why are you out here trying to get names? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to like like I, no, down talk anybody. No. Like, I, I really just wanted to understand like why are you guys here and like what do you think about drag story time and just like trying to question things. Like I'm not this this whole thing is getting to a point where it's like this like negativity towards like each group, but it shouldn't be the thing. Like we're all friendly. We're all you know, I'm a, I'm a freaking mental health counselor. Like, I help people for a living. Yeah, like, like I'm all love here. Like, I just care for, I just care about the kids as well. Like, I'm really just for the kids. Like, I, I feel bad that, like, you know, kids are experiencing this. But at the end of the day, like, if you're a parent, once again, you want to bring your kid to a drag story time. That's, that's that on is, you. I mean, that's, that's, that's you have the freedom to do that. But, like, you also got to understand there are some consequences to that. It can confuse kids. It can make them think differently about themselves. And it could put that idea in their heads, you know, and. It's not just like it's not like a, a healthy thing mentally and developmentally too. It's not, and no one's questioning why do drag queens want to read to children or perform in front of them? Like no one's asking these questions. Like so, yeah, let's talk the, about that. Like what are the benefits of drag story hour? There, let's and that's like the one question I was asking and screaming for like the first twenty minutes. Like what is the point? Like can someone like honestly just get on a speaker real quick and tell me? Because if I'm wrong. I'll take it. I'm a person who changes their opinion based off of being wrong. Like if yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not married to my ideas. Like mm -hmm. so, if you can explain to me the benefits, then by all means. But all I see is you just trying to use a person. The like, I won't say the lowest form of our community, but the w lowest art form because it's an adult entertainment form, being a caricature of a woman. Mm -hmm. We're teaching young girls that hey, you can be yourself in a caricature of a woman. Like this person making fun of being a woman to young females that we're supposed to form opinions about and have formed their own identity. You're teaching them this and no one's, and that's just story hour. That's not even performing in front of children. The videos I've seen, like yeah. seen, I just posted a video on my page of a guy simulating jerking off in front of a bunch of kids what? at an amusement park at a drag queen story hour. Yes. Yeah. I'm not story hour. Sorry. It's um, drag queen performance. And mm -hmm. I'm just over here. Like, yeah, I saw that video. There's like yeah. kids looking and stuff. It's like an horrified. Oh my God. And I'm just like, where is this coming from? And, and you know, it, this a lot of people are attacking um, trans people and, and connecting it with that. And it's not that. I, mean, I recently listened to a, a Blair White podcast about mm -hmm. this. She pointed it out. And it's true. It's gay men dressing as drag queens usually. Mm -hmm. And, yes, that's a part of our community. Why aren't we addressing it? It's a lot. I noticed, the, like you said, the separation, the LGBT. 
But she is not acknowledging that. They're, they don't want to have that conversation. So it's, you know, it is a lot of problems. And identity and orientation are different. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. What you want to, who do you want to go to bed with? And who you want to be in bed is two different things. Like, it is. I can identify as a, a freaking walrus, but I'm still <laughs> a bisexual woman. Like, it's not going to stop. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I, I think personally that that, that kind of, like, should be, like, figured out within the community. Because, yeah. like, I, I think, like, sexuality and identity, I mean, if you want to keep that together, that's fine. I, I mean, that's all. I, don't I feel know. like there should be a divorce. Yeah, I think a divorce. Um, <laughs> but in order to work together to fight children, I think we need to come together with yeah. tea because it's yeah. something that is going to affect everybody if I'll, we don't like at the end of the day like yeah. it's going to because we're going to lose it's not the right taking away your rights you're taking your own rights away yeah like, so like so u- unity can unity help solve the problem so, much so it'll right stay lgbt i think that's a pow- yeah. probably a powerful way of looking at it yeah. more so right yeah it's like we can do yeah. whatever we want after we get this problem together but right now like we need people to speak out. You can't be afraid of the other crazies because you don't want to. You don't want to be, ex- you know, kicked out of your cult. It's okay. Yeah, it's they like, treat them yeah. like cult dissenters. We were treated like cult dissenters today. Me and Rachel, the um, other gays against the groomers, my chapter leader. She was called a traitor. We were called traitors, and like because she's a lesbian and she doesn't believe that kids should be in her business and her sexuality. That yeah, like why. Like, so like you, so you've been receiving like backlash for all this. Yeah, I've been attacked plenty for my for my opinions. Like yeah. I, I'm, I've, that's not even just gays against groomer stuff from yeah. vaccine mandates to everything. I've been attacked. But I feel like that's like the power behind the idea of gays against groomers. Like I think that's very a very powerful um, group, an organization because it really does a lot for like you know this whole idea of like uh, drag queens and things like that and gender ideology and stuff like that. And I think you guys are just trying to make a statement where it's like. You know, like we got to really come to terms and figure out how we're going to get together and work towards these issues, like, yeah. you know, and how we can solve it as a community. Yeah, you know? it has like, to be the community like, without without attacking each other or calling each other bigots and, and you know, phobia and, and homophobia, whatever, all these yeah. negative terms like that's not going to get you guys gonna, anywhere. It's not going to solve problems. Get out your feelings because it's not about us. Yeah, it's, it's not, about the children about at the, the children. end of the day mm-hmm. when you have kids, because a lot of. It's another thing. A lot of the community is selfish because you don't have children. Mm-hmm. When you have your own children, you have a different level of respect for things, and you have mm-hmm. a humility, and you understand that your sacrifices mm-hmm. are about them, and it's not about you. And they don't understand that. That It's not a sacrifice to not perform in front of a child. If you're that struggling as a drag queen, the problem is not the fact that you can't perform in front of a child. It's your stuff. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with this. You, you, we take this away, you can find another outlet. Why is it that we're trying to do that? What? And why aren't we using, like, gay lawyers, gay doctors, trans doctors, uh, teachers that are gay? Why aren't we having them read stories to kids? Like, that I would much rather. Like, I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to see a bi woman be a doctor. That would have been cool. Read me a book about medicine stuff. Like, that would have been real cool. Mm -hmm. Why are we using drag queens? Like, what is that setting the tone for kids' future careers? Like, what... What do we want for them, like yeah. in the future generation? I mean, personally, I'd rather just bring my son to like, a, like play soccer or like <laughs> uh, go to like a museum or something and like, learn. But I can't even do that because like the drag story hours at the Children's Museum in Brooklyn as well. And they got a whole like uh, list of time periods that they perform and stuff like that. So like I, I had to go to the one in Long Island where that's not like there because I just don't want my child to like walk by that yeah. and like see that and be like, daddy, what's that? I can't have to be like, Ugh, here, we go. here we go. Okay, well, this is how it goes down, right? And I have to do the whole explanation. Like I have to teach my four-year-old like about all of it. And it's just like, 
you know, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a lot, you know, and like I, I don't think like it needs to stay yeah. in personal things. This is not a public problem. What is what a public thing? Yeah, public thing. It cannot be a public thing. It can't. If you can decide for yourself, do whatever you want. But like, and and we're not vetting drag queens too. Yeah. No one's actually vetting them. Like literally, the, the, oh the library. You could just get a drag queen that's willing to perform in front of kids. That's crazy. There's been a wow. more than a few handful, I would say at least four or five drag queens who have been found out recently to be on the sex offender registry. Jeez. No, what? Reading stories to kids. No one's wow. even tried to vet them. We're not vetting anybody around children, and that's a concern. If you want to not look like a predator, you don't want to be called a pedophile or groomer, my suggestion is to just please, like, please, if you want these things in front of your kids, make sure they're vetting it. But, but that's the thing. Like, I, I, you know, as I, as I talk about, like, the trans community and things like and drag queens and stuff like that, I don't want to, like, I don't want people to get the idea that I think every trans and every no, 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 drag no, queen no, is a pedophile no, no, no. or a rapist no. or a molester or whatever. No. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. No. Like, that's not the case. Like, the case. And once again, it just goes back to preferences. Like, preference. it's just a preference. And I want to raise my kid with a certain set of values and beliefs and things like that. And it's not, like... Like, I work with trans people. Trans people are not bad people. They are trans perfectly beautiful great. humans that Amazing. have a life, that want to live, that want to get a career, get going, and things like that. And that's that's what it is. I just, do I would I prefer my child to have to be around someone like that? No, that's, that's not in line with my values. Like, But I will help a trans person, and I will encourage them to accept who they are and be who they are because I believe... You know, that's humanism at the end of the day. That's ethical. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like once you start pushing that agenda on, like uh, you make it into an agenda and you push it onto like kids, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to draw the line like right there. Yeah. Um, I have nothing against trans people or anything like that. I'm not transphobic. I'm not, I, I, don't know, I love them. I want them to live life. But I want to also raise my kids with certain values. So don't force me into that by calling me uh, transphobic, by calling me homophobic and you know, the, the one that I got that was most interesting, once again, going back to my brother, he said that I was racist for making that teacher preference statement. <laughs> he said I was racist. <laughs> you got, y'all both are looking brothers, at me like... Your brothers, man. Your brothers. I'm telling you. Each one of your brothers I'm got like, a different story I saw, with I, I had, Yeah, I got to get them in here. We yeah, got to get them the podcast episode. We got to sit down and have a discussion. like six, but, seven brothers. But, but basically, right like, he, he's basically said I'm racist for yeah. having a preference of, like, not a trans teacher for my child. It's a preference. And it, listen, it, we have trans people in the organization. Like, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> not self-hating. They are going through the process. We have some detransitioners going... The process. Let's talk about the detransitioners, though. But before we talk about that, let me just talk about the, the whole racist thing that I want to say is that yeah. transgender is not a race. It's no, an identity. It's an identity. It's an identity. It's not a race. A race is an ethnic cultural thing. And stop trying to attach it to black culture. It has nothing to do with our culture. So basically, Period. my brother my brother thinks I'm racist <laughs> and he thinks I'm transphobic. Just, just putting it out there. But I'm not 100%. I'm a mental health counselor. I actually help yes. trans people and I help. All, you know, all types of people. I don't, I don't discriminate. You know, I help everybody. I help gay people, lesbian, every, everything, straight people, everybody. I help everything. So it's like, I'm not, I can't be real. Like, I can't, like, I'm just like, you're just, you're just mad that you're I have a preference mad. and you're, you know, whatever the case is. But anyway, going to the idea of detransitioners. Now, um, when it comes to detransitioners, um, what is like, what is the, what is the, I mean, we already know what the problem is. I mean, detransitioners have gone through the process of transitioning at a young age and then at a certain point in their adulthood, they decide, okay, I don't feel right. And all the damage is already done. And I've had a detransitioner client before. And it is, it is like, yeah, every time I walk out of those sessions, I just, my heart is broken. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's probably like, because I can't yeah. even, I try my best to help, but I can't even help. <laughs> like, like, as much as I, as I want to help, like, 
I can't even like in all my power and everything I try to like reframe your mind, like go do meditation, go try to put your mind off of it. It's like all these tools and therapy don't work for that. So once you go down that path, how do you help someone that detransitions? That's the issue. And um, you, the, that's the problem. What I'm seeing, um, you can check out guys. I'm sure his stuff is public. He's made it public. Matt, um, Matt is a trans person in our organization mm -hmm. and not to tell his business, but he has made his profile um, public. You know, public about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he is detransitioning and he's an adult. He transitioned as an adult and he's mm -hmm. an adult. This is a few years in and it's grueling and I feel for him and it breaks my heart hearing that, you know, he's getting better. Thank God. But what you physically do to your body, hormone, people don't understand the endocrine system. Is it something you turn on and turn off when you want to? You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't taught that because you're not in the medical industry. You won't know that if you take these hormone replacement therapies, your body becomes reliant on this stuff. And when you go off of it, like any other drug, your body's like, oh, snap, I don't remember how to produce these hormones. I don't remember produce estrogen as a transmit. What's that? I haven't been on that in forever. You've just been on testosterone. And now your body is trying to revert back to where it's at, and it can't. It doesn't even know what to do. Its settings are messed up, and then it causes a bunch of problems. You start your osteoporosis. Um, there's people who have gotten multiple surgeries, bottom surgeries, who are mutilated that will never be able to use the bathroom by themselves, feel anything. Like, yeah. these aren't being – this isn't given to you in a packet during your gender-affirming care. This isn't being shown in a PowerPoint. No one's telling – these people, I'm sure you're given a pamphlet, but they're not sitting down and telling you, hey, this, this, this can happen. Are you sure? So, like, just on that point, like, I also have clients that are, like, wanting to do the, uh, you know, HRT, the hormone replacement therapy, at, like, in their adult, you know, phase of life, like, 20, 21. And, like, I vet so hard with those clients. Like, I'm, like, always, like, are you sure you want to do this? Have you looked in the research? Have you heard the transitioner stories, just in case? Have you done the research? Have you called the center here in New York City to ask more questions and go to clinics where you can talk to other people or other people that have transitioned and hear their experiences and how it's like? Have you done all of that, you know? That's how I'm going to write you the letter. If you've done all the work and you've been doing the work for a while, you've talked to medical, you've talked to medical doctors, you've gotten advice from them, you've done your research, however, you know, the research is supposed to be. And I think there should be like more of a structured research on all that, because like there should be like a place where a person can go, which one of my clients said that they go to like this forearm, this forum where they talk about, you know, where other people talk about their experiences. But then I'm still a little like hesitant about that because it's like, how do you know that these people are like real? And how, how do you know, you know? Telling, how do you know they're telling the truth? Like you don't really know people on a forum. So it's like you have to like consider that as well, and, you know? And the problem is the research, right? Like people forget with all drugs. We are unfortunately a capitalist society based off of that. Pharmaceuticals are run by people who are greedy. And yes. if you want a drug on the market, you're going to find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. Be it you're going to sell it to doctors. We've seen this with Oxycontin. They lied to mm -hmm. the doctors about the addiction. Because they knew they could take that L later and pay those couple billions because they're going to make 10 times that amount later. Yeah. And it's the same thing with gender-affirming care and medicalization. They're not worried about the later on because they know later on by then it's going to be too late. So it's like they're not even concerned. They're already planned for that. The money is too good. And it's I know it sounds all negative, and, uh, but it's the truth. Like. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a conspiracy. It's like, conspiracy, but, but, but it's not. Like, like, but the reality but also. The reality, is that. the reality also is that, like, with research studies, like about gender affirming care, they are so new. Like, mm -hmm. the earliest one is 2018, and this was only done on a group of like 60 people. 
And then they're taking these research studies and they're putting it on like these CDC websites and all these other websites to say like, look, gender affirming care works on these 60 people, 60 people. And like 15% of them uh, had like a negative sort of reaction to the gender affirming care. And it's like, but bro, you only tested 60 people. Like you're talking about now you want to bring this information out to like millions of people off of like these research studies, the earliest 2018, you can look it up yourself. Um, and you want to say that this is a good process for people and like, it's healthy. And how do I know this research isn't biased? How do exactly. I know you're not, how, how do I know who's funding you? Like what, how are you really making sure? Like, are these people really good? No, Cause like we've already seen it with other studies, right? How mm. do we trust other studies for sure? And mm. it's, it's hard to say that because I, I didn't mention, but I want to be a nurse in the future. Mm. I want to be a midwife and, nice. um, I don't obviously want to be in the hospital setting, but because of this, because I don't want to look at a person and not give them the honest truth. Like, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, have the good heart in the medical industry. I'm mm -hmm. sure that in their yeah. mind, they want to care for those people yeah. and they're doing the right thing because they're being told BS and they're being told that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And that these side effects of Lupron and these side effects of what puberty blockers is going to be fine. You're going to be able to go right back to a puberty you never went to. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. Cause they're taught that, right. You're mm -hmm. taught, taught that in school. Yeah. And it's just like, and, and it's, it's like, it's like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's also important when I work with the people who want to transition and, you know, with the HRT and, and stuff like that and the gender affirming care, I also tell them to like, you know, do the research on the consequences of hormones re replacement, like the hormones themselves. Like, what does that do to your blood? You know, how does that do to your heart? How does that affect your whole uh, mental state and things like that? Because it does affect mental state. And, you know, like I've said, like I've worked with trans people and I've had trans people kind of like you know, having like these mood swings and mood differences and things like that. And it's like new to them. So as we're kind of working together, we're kind of like exploring this path and this journey, which is pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying like every trans person that transitions has a horrible uh, no, transitioning phase. Some people have successful and are very happy and happy to be transitioning. That's great. You know, and that's what I aim for. That's what I want. I don't want to like oh. tell you not to do it and stay unhappy. I want you to just really educate yourself. Really look at the research, look at the consequences and make sure that this is right for you because it's a big life changing decision. Once you go, once you go, once you, you don't start, go back. It's hard to go back. It's hard back. to go back. It's yeah. hard to go back. So it's a big life changing thing. Like it's kind of like scary to even think about. Like it's just like, I don't know, like, I, I, you know, kudos to the people who have the courage to do it because I can't it's even think deal. of taking medication like that to like change my, my identity. You know, like it's, it's a lot. It's a and commitment. It's a and commitment. I'm yeah. just about informed consent. Mm -hmm. That's that is my personal opinion. Informed consent matters. That's the only thing. Because if you as an adult hear everything that's happened to people, everything and everything body's different. That's the thing. The med the, yeah, the medicine is not settled. It's not. We have not we, this whole thing. People don't go to school to be a gender affirming doctor. It doesn't you go to school mm -hmm. to be an um, endocrinologist or and then you can learn a subset of that yeah. if you want but there's no okay you're learning Specialty. how to get off you know a, you're learning how to give a phlebotomy or you're learning how to do you know different things there's no i'm going to teach this like there's none of that like you, a trans doctor you, yeah, like, yeah yeah like yeah, what yeah. Do they call those there's no name there's no there's name for that name. gender affirming care is pretty gender new like they yeah. there's plastic surgeons that perform vaginoplasties there's people yeah. like, you learn how to do these things but it's not a school yeah so if we can just understand that it's new and everyone's different even doctors who are trained give the wrong amounts of testosterone or estrogen to people mm -hmm. because of what they did to another patient they assume it may be healthy and it may yeah. help and it doesn't it could ha it could go wrong and it's just that's it i just want if the medical <laughs> isn't science is it isn't settled don't do it in yeah. all things if the medicine is not settled exactly don't put your body through that it's not worth exactly. it we uh we use the word community quite some time and Right. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I find it always interesting. We were in Jackson Heights today 
and it's a heavily Latino population. And I asked you as well. I was like, oh, you a little Boricua as well. Yeah, you got a little Boricua. Boricua, <laughs> Boricua. Right. And, you know, I, this is the population that Dre and I work with heavily. And I think it's, you know, it hurts me at times to see um, things like this happen uh, without their knowledge, without their, like you said, consent, without their um, having the information to really dissect what's actually going on. Because what I see a lot of us Latinos is like, you know, we're usually Christian Catholic and we have our values and things. And, you know, even LGBT maybe sometimes is on that like yeah. no zone. Right. So a lot of times is we're powerless in situations where people are coming into our community, have more power than us, a.k.a. white folks, because most of the people out there on both sides, actually, were heavily pop. It was heavily white. It was- um, my big thing mm-hmm. is most people didn't grow up in Jackson Heights. This is not their hood. This is not their community, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I see this happen in my community in Bushwick. I'm from Bushwick. I'm from the OG Bushwick, OG. right? Where <laughs> now it's just kind of like all over in the name of inclusivity. Gentrification. And the name of gentrification, you know, uh, the blacks and, and the Latinos there, you know, we're very welcoming, very warm. Um, but it seems like now is we're kind of in the shadows now. And like there a different community has come in. And has kind of set rules and standards there. My big question is like gays against groomers. Do you guys target specifically immigrant population, Spanish speaking population, um, with information? Because I feel like us Latinos we're slacking in that. And parents who aren't informed, they are not on TikTok, who are not on IG, and their kids are coming up to them and saying some of these things. And they're just like, I don't know. I like go to church. That's the best they can say, right? Just because they don't have, you know, the intellect that we have and the knowledge and the experience that we have and the capabilities that we have. How do you guys address that population, if at all? Well, personally, um, we're big on education in general. Um, we, well, because we are kind, kind of a new organization. We're only a couple years in. And honestly, New York just opened their chapter a couple oh. weeks ago. Um, so we're big on education. We have... Personally, I'm investigating going to schools, being able to talk to kids. And you're right. Minorities aren't being addressed in the situation. We have a few minority people. The leader, she's a minority as well. So she's Spanish as well. So we both have that. We both have that fight. Jamie, oh my gosh, just blanked her name. Jamie, she, we both have that fight. We both understand that our community is different. That's why we have the opinion we do, because we were both raised traditionally. Like, mm-hmm. And I, you're right. We're not addressing it. Like, But... So many, like so many things, when it comes to um, me- like medicalization, for example, we weren't given consent for a lot of things in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. We weren't, really be- we're always left in the shadows. So mm-hmm. this is just the next thing. I feel like people are leaving people in the shadows, and it, all of a sudden, these you know Latina kids are going to go to school this year, and these parents are not going to understand right. that, like, or even know, or that. even know that yeah. Yeah. they're not they're not asking for permission for Drag Queen Story Hour. Right. They're bringing them here. They're just bringing them in the classroom, yeah. and people are just finding out what happened because. You know, you're, you know, you ask what happened in the day, right. and your 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 kids like, hey, uh, yeah, we want we saw a drag queen, and then a what? Then it's this, and where, where is this coming from? And you know, now we're seeing parents of all colors, and especially now that you bring up minority communities, um, Muslim communities recently have been very angry here because yeah. they have found out mm-hmm. what has happened. Their kids have talked to them and shown them, and it's happening minority um, communities as well. I've seen black uh, moms lately have been very angry. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them go, go to school board Those meetings, Haitians talk about Haitians don't play. <laughs> right. And you're right, we need, we need yeah. more um, outreach. And I think that we definitely should focus more on going into, especially 
public schools within the communities like Bushwick, like Jackson Heights, because these kids are being exposed to stuff and these parents have no idea at all. Like no one's having a conversation about it. Like there was a lady that was walking past us during the protest and she just um, uh, spoke Spanish. Oh like, yeah, I um, spoke to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah speaking yeah, yeah, to her yeah. in Spanish. Yeah, and she was telling me, she was like- Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, translate. So we had to wait till someone got here who mm-hmm. could translate. And like, um, we told her and she's like, oh my God, no way that's happening. Y- yeah, she was and really she surprised. She was very surprised. And yeah. we broke it down. We're like, yeah, this is what's occurring. And she's like, oh, no way. And our community doesn't know. Like, unless yeah. you are Americanized, if you're not- like a part of like if you've if you're not actually actively a part of like you know the whole United States in general if you're not part just like separated from the community and you're fairly new you're not gonna know if you're an immigrant you're not gonna know mm-hmm. like immigrants aren't aware of this all at all that's just happening but that's why Gates Against Groomers is trying to spread we're trying we're going global we're trying to mm-hmm. really because it's not just America mm-hmm. like people forget the UK has already made this mistake and that's why they're backtracking and that's why they're like oh snap we we messed up yeah with, with gender they're affirming the, care they're seeing that mental health crisis just rise and now all of a sudden they're cutting all types of gender affirming care for kids because they're yeah. like oh this is a malpractice case waiting to happen and they yeah. don't want that liability so that liability is going to be very real and yeah. then it's funny because america looks to uk for all of that right mm. they like oh, UK did it. That's why we're doing it. And now whenever I bring it up to people, I'm like, yeah, and now they're turning back. And Canada's worse. Canada is a whole Canada's other Canada's a whole piece. other, yeah. that's a crazy that's, country right now. But but uh, Kev, it's very interesting what you said that I just made that realization about the don't. people that were on the other side today, 50% of those people were white. Yeah, I said 50? that. Like I more. Like, like 100%. Like 100% yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, I think like 80% of them were white, actually. Like, yeah, that is, I did not see that it. Was, well, I, there was a I black dude next that. to me, but he was just chilling with me. Yeah, he was just chilling with them. He was just like, what's going on? Yeah. Like two black people and like everyone else was like white and yeah, I, no, like, I mentioned that when yeah. I came I was like this is a white liberal thing you guys are I'm gonna call so out crazy. it's a white liberal thing all it's only white liberal parents who are bringing their kids to this stuff I'm not seeing black mothers black single mothers in mass bring their kids to drag queen story hour the, the thing that we broke my never, heart the one Spanish thing, moms would never yeah exactly. like let a Spanish dad find out if a Spanish mom did that oh no it'd be over that'd be over yeah. you would never have your child around that mom ever like we don't play that this is very much a I want to be included and I have to feel some form of oppression with you type of thing that mm. the left tends to do mm. because you know we're even though they want to act like the right is the racist it's pretty racist how like they it's treat us racist. very different yeah like we are like some other and like we like, have to be protected because we can't you know protect ourselves or think for ourselves or both sides do that and it's yeah. just like that's, that's a but this specific realm is a white liberal issue like, like this is a white liberal bro issue. the the lady that came up to us betting us like crazy she, she was, was white yeah was i wasn't i wasn't feeling spicy this morning if i was feeling spicy i woke up the wrong side of the bed i want that smoke but you I wanted was, that smoke i was with dre you know dre was you know Real cool and shit. Yeah, but I was being cool. I, I was being, but you know, I, I like to be like, obnoxious like, too. I'm not man. trying to cause problems, folks. Same. I like to rattle people too a little bit because yeah. they need yeah. to be rattled. You need to wake up. If anger it causes you to wake up a little bit just to see reality, hmm. it's what it takes. Hmm. But it's you know, it was a, it was a nice experience. I haven't yeah. protested in a while. I needed. So I mean, I was told that I couldn't join Gays Against Groomers. <laughs> Unfortunately, unless I unless you're trying to, I love to identify as a gay man, that's always <laughs> a possibility in these. Unless I switch up, but switch up. are there any other organizations that you guys work with that are against groomers in the United States that maybe I can join? Um, there's a few that we work with. I would say that we like collaborate occasionally. I don't know about joining 
joining. I know we work with Moms of Liberty before. I'm not a mom. Moms not a mommy. Not gay um, or a mom. Well, we're let's try again. We should do. We should make our own uh, uh, fathers for liberty. Fathers. Oh, actually, I think they're not even oh, daddy. Or dads for liberty. Dad for liberty. Or dads yeah. against groomers or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's the guardians of the mini that we did protest with. They protest okay. a bunch of stuff along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't always support us just because you're not. You you have to. So how do I support people. you guys? Oh, did doing what you did today, mm. showing up to protest. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also having a launch par- launch party in September 10th. Um, Probably hit that up. information, yeah. yeah, and you don't have to be gay to join it. And we're just kind of also fundraising, you know, because mm-hmm. we are an organization, nonprofit, mm-hmm. so we are trying to gain money so we can obviously, you know, figure out more drag queen shows, actually have an impact. Awesome, you know, invest mm-hmm. more in that because that's where it comes down to. We do eventually have to attack the legislation and all that, and that's going to take you power and money. People. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, need you need power. You need to do, and that's what, keeping yeah. it real. And people like to say you're grifting the right side or like mm. left like no one's grifting an organization yeah. needs funds either way it's not like, about right or it's left. not about right it's or about left. the it's kids like, it's about the kids like i'm here for the kids and of course you can support that way mm-hmm. so you think you would vote for trump mm. in the next time around <laughs> that's, a t- that's a really polarized question <laughs> biden's coming back if, if i had if, if it was just those two like or is those yeah, just the it's two just up? those two amaya let's go what are you, who are you for? <laughs> let's go <laughs> it's a tough one that's a tough one because <laughs> I feel some type of way about Trump after all the whole vaccine thing. Mm. I feel like it's a sellout. Because, mm. and, but I also want to know what they got on him because why did he take a deal with Pfizer for a million? Like, you're not that broke. Yeah. So what's happening? Yeah. But so for me, I will always have a little bit of hesitancy. hesitancy but I came down to it. I will never vote for Biden. Never. I won't. I won't. Mm. I won't do it. No. If it was like life or death, I'd kill me. Just like oh. not, <laughs> not vote at all, basically. You, rather, you wouldn't vote, vote at all. Vote, so you wouldn't vote for either one. Either one. No, because. Mm. Okay. Well, personally, this is not gays against groups. My thing, I like RFK. I'm an RF. Mm, I've been an RFK supporter RFK. for years. I love me some RFK. Yeah, he's really straightforward. Straightforward. The facts. I'm starting to like him he's too. He's an all time liberal. Yeah. He, I miss that. Yes, yes. I miss the old time liberals because yes. that's who I was. I'm. I don't think we talked about that, but my political affiliation is independent. I'm politically homeless. I don't have a home <laughs> when it comes like, to that. Like a bunch I, of people. <laughs> like a bunch of people. I don't believe any of that. So yeah. um, he's talked to me you know, talked to how I felt, like, about mm. a lot of these things. Like, especially, with, um, you know, he hasn't really touched on much on gays against groomers or any of those things, but he's about bringing ki- people together, and that's what we need, right? We need yeah. to bring people together, and I feel like that's, like, the only candidate with common sense right now mm-hmm. who isn't trying to do all that. Or I would also do Ron DeSantis. Mm. You only have Ron two DeSantis. choices, Biden or Trump. That's a no, yeah, but it's a good question, though. It's an interesting question, interesting question, definitely. Okay, and yeah, just like going back to like talking about like gender ideology because I know we talked a little bit about it before, but I just kind of wanted to like address the fact that, like, you know, with people who label themselves as like non binary and feel that way, you know, I've been having a lot of clients coming up to me expressing the fact and the problems of like job hunting and putting it on a resume and things like that. And I've actually had people literally, you know, tell me that that's been a problem for them. I just wanted to get your idea and your take on like the idea of putting like the fact that you're like non-binary, like on a resume and stuff like that. And for me, I'm just like, I don't understand why you would go and do that because you put like a weird target on your head about people make assumptions, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. makes assumptions. That's the natural human thing. Yeah. So when I would assume if I was an employer, it's like, okay, so it's going to be a headache because if I call mm. them the wrong thing, it's going to be a problem. And then it's going to go 
to HR and it's going to be a sensitivity issue and then I have to walk in eggshells. No one wants to walk in eggshells. No one wants to live this life of following all these rules. And they find it funny. I mean, these are the same people that want to judge super religious people. Like you're doing the same thing. You're following this line of thinking and how to be instead of just being. No one cares. Just, yeah. just be you. Like, I support, if you want to label yourself non-binary, but be, by all means do it. But yeah. just be yourself. It's so much better than having to label everything every two seconds. Yeah, exactly. So it's like kind of taking on like an identity and then like yeah. kind of like it, being it, it that identity in a instead of way. just being that being. Like yeah, being is being easier than having to be pretend to be something or like fit this identity form. Like just be you. Yeah, exactly. And it's no interesting one. that you mentioned like the the, the church, th- like the religious thing. That's another thing that a lot of people that argue against like, you know, for like uh, uh, drag queen story hour, they'll say something like, well, uh, you know, a lot of pastors and priests, they're pedophiles and things like I that and stuff that. like that. And so it's like, it's like, why are you using that like as an argument though? And like every time I would say something about like drag, I never even called a drag a pedophile. I don't, I don't think no, drags don't and think trans people aren't pedophiles. That's not, that's are. not the case. That's not, not what it is. It's just like, you know, it's like, it, why would you bring that up as an argument though? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, well, they do that. So it's okay. Um, no one said it's okay. And no one said it's okay. Nobody said that trans people and uh no. drag people are pedophiles are inherently that no that. it's when you tr- are in pla- if whether it be your intention or not mm-hmm. when you're implanting thoughts into a, a purse a little kid and while they're informing that's how they view things now because of the little thoughts that you implant in their brain it sounds silly but yeah. kids remember everything and they remember little things so yeah. the little things that they remember really shape them like mm-hmm. they'll just remember something you told them about like where babies come from and i remember mm-hmm. doing that to my brother and it was like he a year later he's like you told me some silly story about a stork like mm. how what's really it yeah. and then they're gonna want to investigate right mm. and that's my issue like why just not be you because there's no body stopping you from being trans or a drag queen this is america you can do whatever you want exactly but it's the children why are you going to talk to them they yeah. have nothing to do with this they have nothing to do with it, <laughs> nothing to do with it. It's like, like they are innocent they're gonna be whoever they want either way like so I'm big on letting a kid just be who they are. Yeah, and but, I completely understand that, like, you know, some pastors and, and yeah, priests yeah, have, like, those are, issues and things like that. They're, they could, and they they're horrible, and, and they need to be called out the same yeah, way we're calling out. you out. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. support it. Like, exactly. it's the same thing. And, know? like, sometimes also, like, with, trans, trans, like, uh, drag, like, dressing in drag, there's actually, like, a paraphilia associated yeah, with that. Transvestitism and yeah, autogenophilia. Yeah, yeah, you're getting off by, on looking like a woman. And yeah. can we talk about that? Because there are people that do that. And then that... Then you're around kids reading a story, and I'm supposed to say it's not sexual. It, no, maybe the story reading, not sexual. Maybe the environment, not sexual. But you, drag, for you, is inherently sexual because you're getting off on it. So by anything, if you, you have the autogenophilia, if you have that autogenophilia not, not all not, drags not, not, have not, yeah. that, though. Not all trans, yep. you know, pe- transvestites have that. Yeah, but Just, if you have yeah. it and it makes you excited, then no matter what you do, if you go to a grocery store and drag, it's sexual because you're getting off on it. Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. But if you don't have that, whatever. Like just be you. And then also the <laughs> the exhibitionist thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, I want to like, the, you know, I want to show <laughs> what I got in my pants, which has happened a few times in the ladies' bathrooms. Some exhibitionistic some, you know, disorder is a thing. It's a thing. Everyone goes through it. Yeah. Like it's not just specific group. Talking about the, all the paraphilias and the DSM five, those things exist. Like you know, all these paraphilias, you know, yeah. exhibitionistic disorder, People voyeurism, freaking. all these type of things exist. And like you know, I know you can't protect your child from everything, everything. but I mean, like bringing your child to a drag show, you just kind of increase the chances of somebody getting off your child. Yeah, like 
Which is like, why why would you want to take that chance? But like, I'm not saying the, the chances were probably very low. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll admit that. Maybe it's like what, like a five percent chance that would happen. But why would you take the five percent chance? Right. Like you never know these days. You have to. And you then, you, like you said different. before in the beginning, they don't get vetted. You know, there's no vetting. There's no vetting. There's no background checks. There's no vetting. Checks. There's background checks. Wow, that's crazy. There's no background checks. There's that's no crazy. background checks. So, I mean, nah, they have to do some background check. They have to make sure that if they're gonna be associated with kids, they have to do at least like a. I pedophile. I forgot show. exactly where the place was, but there was a drag queen that was found out to be on the sex offender registry before the event occurred. But you know, the only reason why it happened is I believe another group found that person who mm. was performing the drag event, wow. and we're like, "Why are you doing drag for kids? Let's look up who this drag queen is." Looked up and found like and the, used the cover of his name. Like they had to actually investigate who the man was because drag queens aren't using their real names. Yeah, you could be a, a pedo and use a different name, and it'd be really hard to find you if you're going by a different alias. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. Like, he it gives, different alias. It also gives those individuals easier access. It's easier to access, like to it's get there, to get there, to get off and what they want. It's everywhere. Get off okay, so, like, but but we're, we're not saying that every drag queen is that like no. we're just saying that you have to consider these things as a parent yeah. like that's very important to consider so all parents please consider that and like really think about that mindful of who was around your child and it's not just drag queens exactly so kids are more likely to be assaulted by anybody in their family yeah. than teachers be yeah. mindful that's it yeah but anyway amaya it was a pleasure Thanks. having <laughs> you on yes. the podcast thank you, thank it was thank a you great lovely conversation Amazing. i hope maybe one day you could come back on and we could talk about more things when things yeah, start yeah, changing yeah, yeah, yeah. when this when the when your organization starts making some powerful moves it'll be great to keep in touch yeah. i'm so happy that we met it was a pleasure keeping you here yeah. and i love what you do i support it 100 you're doing a great job i know you just started but Good luck in your future and all this. And guys, remember to check out Gays Against Groomers. You can follow them on Instagram. Follow, you can follow us. them on, I guess you guys have TikTok too. TikTok. TikTok, Gays Instagram, everywhere. Very great organization. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. Very powerful Thanks. organization, all right? Thanks a lot, Amaya. And take care, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.